Hello, everybody. What's up? Welcome to the More Than Able podcast. Episode six. Technically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is take two of episode six because, you know, technology. Yeah. A good old technology. It's it's a good thing, but it can also be a headache. We uh, we recorded an entire episode, or so we thought we did. Yeah. No, we did. We did. Yeah, we actually but did. But half the audio is just gone. Just gone. Just so gone. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be heard, or maybe it was something that's supposed to be spoken about later. So yeah. we're just going to try it again. Yeah. So uh, when we ended the last episode, we kind of left you there with a little bit about uh, how God had been calling us into not marriage ministry, but just some sort of, I don't even want to say discipleship because that's not what we're doing. He's called us to help marriages. Yeah. And we went to a weekend to remember in November of 22. And coming out of that weekend, we felt like God told us, okay, it's time. Like now you guys are fixing to step into it. Mm-hmm. And what we didn't know at the time was our church uh, had been studying, I guess, learning about uh, yeah. a marriage ministry called Reengage. And they had actually sent a couple from our church uh, to go through it. And then they were bringing it to the church, but they were bringing it in as a pilot. So we had eight couples, me and Heather, and then Michael and Tina, and six others that were all going through Reengage. And when we came back from a weekend to remember, we had gone to a life group event. And I don't even remember how it got mentioned, but one of us said something about, we felt like God was telling us, okay, it's time. You're fixing to step into something. Yeah. I think we were talking about going to a weekend to remember and how like God's had, you know, he's been speaking to us over many years that, you know, we were going to be involved in helping marriages in some uh, way. We just didn't know what that looked like. And that coming out of a weekend to remember, God was telling us both like, it's time. Yeah. But we were like, okay, what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? And so we were sharing that with this group of yeah. people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and so Michael and Tina said, well, we know what you're going to do. Because when we were talking about it, we said, we don't know what it looks like or what it's going to be. And they're like, yeah, we know what it's going to be. And I was kind of like, wait, how do you know? Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> but so the church was bringing reengage in and, they wanted us to help lead the pilot and then they wanted us to lead the first semester. And so I think I was apprehensive. I think we both were a little yeah. apprehensive about it because we kind of felt like, wait a minute, is that what we're supposed to do? Like, I think because it was so fast, it was like all of a sudden this is like thrown at us and we were like, blah, 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 blah. Like we... We didn't even I, get our input yeah, in. <laughs> like we just said this. We just said that we felt like God was telling us it was time and and then this is like dropped in our lap. And so I think, you know, it was just, you know, for me, I, I like to have time to prepare. Yeah. And... Um, there was I, no preparation. Yeah, there was, there was no way for me to prepare for them to Drop give us that, that information. No, we had no idea that was going to happen. Yeah. So... Uh, they, I don't know, I think we went to dinner or something, or they came over to the house for dinner or something along those yeah. lines. And they were just giving us, uh, like, a bunch of information about it. But anyway, so we went into it. And the the nice thing about reengage is, is it's not how to fix your marriage. It's not how to fix your spouse. 
but it's how to better yourself so you can be better for your marriage, so you can be better for your spouse. And so it's very uh, self-focused about improving your relationship with God, uh, improving yourself as a human being, and through that, being better for your spouse. Mm -hmm. And so I know a lot of people, when they think, marriage ministry oh well all we're going to talk about is communication that's the, that's the biggest problem we have in our marriage is communication but it's not just communication there's so many other things and when we both bring in our own failures our own baggage uh, our own faults it makes it difficult to have a healthy relationship yeah well and i know a lot of people too whenever when you're struggling in your marriage like you never want to see yourself as the problem it's always yeah. easier to say, Poke well, if like if my husband would just do this better or, you know, do more of this or be better here, like, yeah. then our marriage would be better. I'd be happier. We don't ever really want to look at ourselves. I know I've known people in the past who go to counseling together and then uh, as soon as the counselor starts pointing out things in them, they, get mad. they, they get they're like, I'm out. I'm, yeah. I'm done with this. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people go into stuff like a marriage ministry or counseling with that mindset of how is this going to change my spouse so that I can be happier and we can have a happier marriage. But it's the exact opposite. Yeah. It's, it's looking at your own self and seeing what, what am I contributing to the problems that we're having? Absolutely. If we're having communication issues, where do I fit in that? Like how am, how could I be a better communicator so that, we can, you know, have better communication. Well, together. and I think it's because me and you communicate so differently. Yeah. And like, there's been so many times where we've had a conversation and I'm like, I don't know how else to say this for you to understand it. Yeah. And it's so me trying to have a better understanding of how to communicate where you understand is vital and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But that's not a you thing. That's a me thing. That's mm -hmm. me trying to better understand you. And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of people go into counseling and think, well, he did this and he said this and he doesn't do this and he doesn't do this for me. And if he would just do all these things, I'd just be better. Mm -hmm. But like we had talked about in the first time we recorded this episode, if we're looking to each other to be our source, we will never be happy. Yeah. You know, and that was something that we both learned is I cannot be Heather's source. Whether that's her source of happiness, peace, joy, you know, it her source and my source has to be God. Yeah. And when we're both coming, I the visual visualization come to mind of what Love and Lacey had told us. She said, you know, the closer we are to God, the closer we are to each other. Mm -hmm. The further we are away from God, the further we are away from each other. So yeah. it's like it's a triangle. And so me and you are at the bottom on either side, and God is at the top. Yeah. And so the further we get away from God, the further we are away from each other, and the closer we get to the top, the closer we get to God, the closer we are to each other. And when he is our source, then we don't have to rely on each other for those things. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, it it goes for so many different things, not just like a source of joy and happiness, but something I was thinking about as you're talking is, like, you can't be my source of security. No. You know? I can try to like, make you feel secure. But you, like, I feel safe with you. Yeah. I feel secure with you. But ultimately, there are, you know, there are certain times in your life where just because of the circumstances, maybe 
I'm not going to feel secure because maybe we're having some money issues or maybe there's just a whole lot of things that are happening that just makes you feel uneasy. And if I'm looking to you as my source of security, then I'm going to feel like everything's crumbling around me. Well, and if I'm in a bad spot, whether I'm stressed out or I'm carrying a lot of weight with work or let's just say I'm just been really sad for a while, you know, if you are trying to get your happiness from me, but I'm just sad, that's Mm -hmm. not going to work. That's like just draining that person that much more. Yeah. You know, and so going into re-engage, it, it talks a lot about those things and it helps us look inward to be better so that we're better for our spouse. Mm-hmm. And so I know one of the big lessons that uh, we both really had some, uh, I don't know, difficulty with uh, was looking at ourselves and saying, what do we bring to the table that is a negative, yeah. that's negatively affecting our marriage? Well, what about is, me is negative? There is a chapter in there where it has you um, pray the prayer, of, uh, which I cannot remember the scripture verse. It's like Psalm 123 or something like that. But it says, search, ser- me, oh search my heart, O God, mm-hmm. and know my anxious thoughts. You know, point out the things in me that offend you. Basically, you're praying for God to dig out the ugly parts of yourself yeah. and reveal those to you so that you can work them out. And um, that's a hard prayer to pray when you're praying it like, and you mean it. Yeah. If <laughs> like you I've, actually mean it. Yeah. I've prayed that prayer before and it's like, yeah, I search my heart. Oh God, blah, blah, blah. I don't really care. I'm not actually going to work on these things as I'm just going through the motions, which there's literally no point to that. No, there's no. But when you actually pray that and you pray it earnestly and he does point those things out, it's kind of a slap in the face. Yeah. You know, I actually had, uh, we had, I had prayed this prayer. I, th- I believe it was during the forgiveness chapter of reengage and, um, it like brought some things to mind that I had, I had wronged a friend and had, kind of just bombed a friendship with my very best friend. And those things that God brought up in my mind, uh, it was like the realization that I had done wrong, that, Mm -hmm. you know, these are the areas that I went wrong. And, you know, it meant that I had to go back to her and ask for forgiveness and ended up being able to restore that friendship because of something that I got out of a marriage ministry like yeah and it's you know that's it's because i it's not it's not about the marriage it's about me exactly yeah. and so if i'm working on myself that's gonna affect not just my marriage it's gonna affect my friendships it's gonna affect the way that i parent my kids yeah. you know it's gonna affect every uh relationship every of your life. in my life yeah and that's and it was the same thing for me you know yours was pride and mine was still a lot of self-hatred and uh, resentment towards myself, not feeling that I was worthy. And that in itself is defeating to me. So again, how could I be a good husband if I'm beating myself up? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't be there for you in a good way if I'm not even there for myself in a good way. Yeah. And so going through reengage was, it was a great thing. And 
it was eight, 16 weeks, mm-hmm. 16 weeks, which when you think, man, 16 weeks every single Sunday, you think, man, that's a long time, but it went by, it went really, by fast. really fast. Yeah. And well, we're nearly done with the first official the first, semester. Yep, We've the were church. the directors of the first real semester. Yeah. Um, and it's been great to see all of the couples that have, uh, come in and, um, have not just come in, but they've committed to it and are sticking it out. There's like, we've only lost, I think maybe one or two couples Yeah, and the rest are still sticking it out, which is hard to do. I mean, when you're, you know, walking through these really heavy subjects and having hard conversations, it can be real easy to just say, uh, no, this is too hard. I'm done. It's always easier to say no than it is to walk through the heavy things, the hard things. Yeah. Like in the beginning with all my affairs that came out, it would have been really easy to say, no, we're not going to fix this. We're not going to work on this. Yeah. The next nine years was really freaking hard, but it was worth it. Yeah. And like me and you've talked about so many times when you just quit, nothing is resolved. Yeah. There's no healing. You know, there's no redemption. There's, you're just still carrying all of that hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe we didn't talk about this in our last episode. Maybe it's last night we talked about it. But uh, you, we had talked about how oh, it was last when we tried to record this last night. Uh, Pastor Trustin did a sermon series in October of 2020 called God Doesn't Have T-Rex Arms. And one of the sermons that he did during that series, he was talking about God's love for us and that no matter what we do, he still loves us. But he was talking about God's power and God's plan and how God is strong, but God is gentle and God is powerful, but God is peaceful and God is mighty, but he is also forgiving. Mm -hmm. And so for me during that time, you know, sitting there listening to trust and talking about how, God loves me regardless of what I've done. You know, it was really hard for me to keep it together during that service. Mm-hmm. Like if I wasn't crying, I was probably fighting back tears. And that was because I still had so much self-hatred towards myself mm-hmm. because of everything I had done. And I know for you, you were in a spot. It was like, why is he struggling? Mm-hmm. He's the one that did all all this stuff. Yeah. And but listening to it and talking about how God God holds the oceans of the water in the palm of his hand. That's how big our God is. But in Isaiah 49, 16, it says that God has inscribed our names in the palms of his hands. And for me, it, it just wrecked me, which it's one of my favorite verses. I actually have it tattooed on my arm because through it all, God was still holding me. Even in the times where I didn't feel like I was being held or I didn't feel like he was near me, he had never left me. Yeah. You know, I was still within his grasp. And a lot of that distance that I felt or just feeling alone was because of me, Mm -hmm. you know, not being willing to be open, uh, not allowing God to take the shame and the regret, just feeling like that was something that I had to carry. Yeah. And so hearing that sermon again, uh, I think it was this week, I was able to listen to it 
and not just be an absolute wreck, mm-hmm. which is a sign of the restoration and the healing that he's done. Yeah. And so when we went to a weekend to remember and God's like, okay, it's time. It's because the restoration was complete. Mm-hmm. The healing was complete. And it was on an individual level. It was on a level of, of us together. And so coming out of that weekend, God's like, okay, it's time. And so we stepped into re-engage. We went through re-engage. And now, like you said, we're leading it. But I think it was back the first year you said you felt like you finally, you felt like God had placed this podcast on your heart. It was like in, sometime in the springtime because it was very shortly before Marcus had approached you about starting um, the podcast that y'all did for a little while. Yeah. And so whenever um, you told me that you guys were going to do that podcast, I didn't even mention to you, or maybe, I don't think, did I mention I think it we, to you? I think we talked a little bit about I think I did maybe there was the possibility you. of us doing this. And, but it just didn't feel like the right time to do it, to try to, I mean, doing a podcast is, you know, there's a lot to it. And so um, trying to do two podcasts at the same time, essentially for you, would have been very, very difficult. Yeah. And, you know, not being able to fully focus on either one. Yeah. And so I just took it as, okay, it's just not the right time. And uh, recently I felt like it was the right time and I mentioned it to you and you know, you felt the same way that, yeah. you know, yeah, that that would be great. Um, and so we just kind of went for it. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the timing wasn't right because God was preparing us. Mm-hmm. Like we got a lot out of re-engage when we went through it. And there was a lot that we both learned about ourselves and things that we can continue to be better about within our marriage. So it was... I feel like going through re-engage and leading re-engage was just more steps mm-hmm. in that preparation for yeah. us to step into this. Well, and I look back just over, you know, the last 10 years of our life and I can see little instances where, you know, God was preparing us little by little. Yeah. And, you know, you said a minute ago, talked about our healing being complete. And I want to clarify that that doesn't mean that like, oh, we're like, we're perfect now. No, and we're absolutely like, not the healing part of our journey may be complete, but the growth part is is ongoing. And so, you know, my hope through this podcast, obviously that it's going to help somebody, but that we're going to continue to grow through it and be strengthened as individuals and in our marriage. And, you know, and hopefully we can someday have, um, maybe other married couples that join us on the mm-hmm. podcast that impart wisdom that blows us away yeah. and that can, you know, just further grow us. Well, and I, I think about how many things that we can speak on and it's because we've had so much wisdom spoken into us. And I think about the, the quarter three strands and how I talked about how Lover was mentioning, you know, the further away we are from God, the further our marriage is, or the further we are away from each other. And something else I remember she's talked about is our relationship with God is a direct reflection. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Our marriage is a direct reflection of our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So if we're having difficulties in our marriage, and it's not 
resulting because of an outside thing, but maybe just because there's a disconnect between us. Where is that disconnect between us and God? Mm -hmm. And it's really easy to step out of, I don't want to say a regular thing, but like you asked me here recently, uh, how is my devotional time been? Mm -hmm. And because, you know, I've been under a lot of stress and it's, it's not been where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm typically really good about spending some type of time throughout the day, whether it's in the morning or at my on my lunch or in the evenings in his word, reading something. And I've gotten away from doing that as often as I used to. And I think part of that is a result of why I'm caring so much mm-hmm. because I've not been giving it to him. So what I've been trying to do over the last several weeks is before I even get out of bed, I'm just thanking God. The simple things, like, I guess it's not a simple thing, but like, God, thank you for waking me up this morning. Yeah, that's thank not you. simple. Well, <laughs> thank you for the lungs or the air in my lungs. Thank you for the bed that I'm laying in. Thank you for the roof that is over my head. Thank you for the family that I have. Thank you for the wife that I still have. Thank you for the kids that you've blessed us with. Thank you for the job that you've blessed us with, the income that you've blessed us with. Just thanking God for all the things he's done before I even ask him for anything, mm-hmm. you know, and it's definitely made a difference in the way my day has gone. And what I've realized is, is as I'm doing those things and I'm spending more time in his word, the attack has been stronger. Mm-hmm. It's like, because I'm trying to draw closer to God and spending more time with him, Satan's attack has become stronger. Yeah. And it's been the stress and it's been emotions and my emotions have been all over the place. And, you know, even Sunday you asked me, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not. And just, I fell apart, you know, and it's not just me that he's attacking. He's attacking you. Yeah. And we've, we've prayed about that a lot. We've prayed together. We've prayed over each other. And that's something we'll have to always continue to do because he doesn't want us to progress. He doesn't want us to do this. Yeah. You know, maybe that's why it didn't record last night because maybe. something we did say he didn't want to go out and he's yeah. like, Oh, I got him. They won't record again. They said they're going to take a week off. Well, here we are. It's going to be late, but here we are. Yeah. And so I think those are all things that we have to be diligent about and making sure that we are spending time in his word. We are praying together as a family. You know, that's something that we do with the kids every night, you know, and we do that with dinner time. And it's not just me praying. It's not just you praying. It's, it's, we ask the kids who wants to pray tonight, you know, who wants to pray for dinner. And so all those things go hand in hand. Yeah. Well, and it's making, making that normal, making that, you know, regular part of not just our personal days, but our family, you know, because I guarantee you that's something that the kids are going to remember when they're grown Yeah, is that we prayed with. There's been very, very few nights over the course of their lives that we haven't prayed with them uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, it's been a near constant every night that we pray with them. And there's been some times where it's been, you know, a lot simpler prayers. But then there's been some times that they've been pretty deep prayers. Yeah. And there's yep. sometimes when, you know, one of the kids will pray and I'm just blown away by their prayer because I'm like, yep. 
that's not a child's prayer like not what you would expect to come from a child like there's like wisdom in it and there's um like it's really really good i know there's been times where hayden's prayed over dinner when we've had people over and they're like wow that was a great prayer right and that's not like that's not me tooting our horns that's you know us being you know doing what god's called us to do and trying to be a good example and my word have we failed time and time again oh yeah but like hearing you know these innocent prayers coming from our kids that are powerful prayers is like okay we haven't screwed them up too bad (laughs) well and we're we're preparing them for life yeah no we're preparing them on what a relationship with god looks like and well my hope is that you know when they have struggles their first response is prayer not complaining or you know who can i vent to first it's I need to talk to God first. Yeah. You know, that's my hope. And I, and I think that they will, I think it's instilled in them because we have spent the last 10 years raising our kids in church, making sure that we're praying with them, you know, and it's, it's not even just a prayer thing. It's like we have conversations with them about what it means to be saved, what, to be what it means to be baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about what it means to anoint each other with oil. Mm-hmm. And so like we've had those conversations with them. Well, and we've done those things. Yeah. And we, yeah. And we've done those things. And again, letting them also pray. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we set the example. Like mm-hmm. they're looking at us to know what they should be yeah. doing. And so. But they're an active part too. And, and we don't, like when we're talking about those sort of things, like we don't treat them like they're kids, which I mean, granted they're not toddlers. So that would probably be a different situation when you're talking about little, little kids, you have to kind of be on their level. But you know, what I mean is they're not adults. They're 11 and 15. They're not, you know, adults yet. And so, but we, when we're talking to them about, um, like faith related things mm-hmm. we talk to them on kind of an adult level yeah for sure we do we definitely do and we've got some decisions that we've been praying on for a long time and we include them in that yeah you know we've had conversations with them and we've asked them you know what do you guys think about this what are y'all's feelings about this and then we tell them you know let's not just pray together like you guys should also be praying about these things yeah. and then we've had conversations we're like well hey you know have you guys prayed about this again you know, where are you guys at? Be, and I think about what Rachel had said, and I think she had actually told it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not raising children. We're raising future adults. Yeah. And very quickly, and I don't want to say this, but very quickly, our kids will be out of the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eden's going to be 16 in May, and Hayden's going to be 12. So technically, Eden has about two and a half years before she's considered a legal adult Mm -hmm. and Hayden's got like six and a half. And I think about how fast the last 10 years have gone. Mm, Yeah. And so preparing them for life, preparing them uh, for the world, you know, we don't coddle our children. We don't protect our children in a way where it's like, Oh, it's just rainbows and butterflies. You know, it's a real world. And, and our kids have seen us fight. That's, that's something else is, well, I don't want to say fight. They have, but more so than anything, like when we have an argument or we're bickering about something, 
we don't hide it. Yeah. We don't go to the bedroom and say, me and your mom are going to go to the bedroom. You know, just Sunday when me and you were kind of bickering back and forth, Eden came out and was like the voice of reason for both of us. Yeah. And again, that's just one more thing. It's like we we couldn't see past the immediate situation. Mm-hmm. And Eden comes out and starts speaking wisdom to both of us. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's 15. She's seen it for what it actually was, which was stress getting the better of us. Yeah. And so that shows me that we're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. We're we are raising our children the way God would want us to raise our children. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're preparing them for those things. And hopefully they won't have too terribly much that they have to go to counseling for because of us one day. <laughs> I'm sure they'll probably go at some point, but it's uh I definitely don't think they're not going to have as hard of a start to life or maybe they won't have to walk through things that we've had to walk through. I was going to say that's my hope is that, you know, some of the things that we've had to walk through, they won't have to walk through because of, you know, the knowledge that they've gotten, not just from us, but from um, other people in their life Mm -hmm. through our church and um, just people that they look up to that aren't us. Cause I know when mom or dad say something, whatever, like it can be, uh, it can be the very same thing that somebody else tells (laughs) them, but it coming from someone else, like they, it just sinks in more. And so I'm super thankful for, you know, people like that in their life who, um, can speak truth and wisdom and, you know, they can really, um, hold on to that. Yeah. And I think they will. I think they're going to have amazing lives and I'm excited to see what God does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I'm already loving everything I've seen him do in their lives, but I'm excited to see what else he does. Yeah. And I'm excited about this podcast. I'm excited to see what God does with it. Yeah. I, I love the fact that we're doing something on this level because we can do it wherever. Yeah. We can, if, like you mentioned last night, if, if we wanted to do just a short 15 minute and sit in the pickup truck. Yeah. And we're like, hey, this kind of just dropped in my heart. Let's just record something about this mm-hmm. real quick. And we can do that. And our hope is that through our experience, uh, through the bit of wisdom that we have because of our experiences and because of what other people have spoken into us, that we can be some type of help for anybody that's listening. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, your source and your your foundation has to be God. Mm-hmm. Podcasts are great. Books are great. Uh, you know, all those things are good to have, but ultimately your source has to be God. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's, I know through everything that we've walked through and all the struggles that we've had, we are where we are because we keep going back to God. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Well, well we said we're going to keep it about 30 minutes and we're right at it. So, yeah. uh, uh, so something we didn't mention is next week we will not be recording because mm-hmm. it's going to be Thanksgiving. So we're going to take that week and just enjoy that time off. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't listened to all the episodes, 
take that time and go back or maybe you missed one or maybe you didn't get to hear one really good or you just got to hear bits and pieces so go back and listen to that one and um you know if you got any questions reach out to us yeah you know send us a dm through social media or something like that or if you somebody that we know personally you know stop us in church or give us a call yeah so okay well see you next time see (laughs) y'all later bye Oh, my God.